Scrams, Jams, a Screamo podcast, episode 17, up in here. here yes. This is, a, this is a big one, this is a good one. Episode 17 is a mixtape episode. I am joined by, as always, David McLeod. How are you today, my friend? I'm absolutely riled. I'm riled up with that entrance there. Man. I feel like you feel like you've went past me like a Formula One car. Well, I, I did run. I run in. That's my new thing. Run in. Lewis Scramilton. Lewis Scramilton. <laughs> and um, Mark Finney, how you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm absolutely riddled with scrams. <laughs> scrams demic. I'm I'm fucking scrams out, man. Infected. I'm ready. I've been I mean struck down by the scrams. And um special guest this week. Um delighted to have our good friend but also a prominent scramser in Scotland, um Gary Tom. How you doing, my man? Prominent's a good word. Very well, thank you. Prominent Poborskis. <laughs> you said delighted, delighted Thanks for inviting me on. Word. I'm delighted to have him here. One for inviting me into your home, and you know it's it's lovely to be invited on the podcast after many months. Good to mm-hmm. be here. Is that a wee dig? Is that a wee dig? That was a wee dig. It has what taken us. It's episode seventeen, man. Took us quite a while to it's get taken on. Many months. Oh, listen, I was on follow on the first uh, episode, <laughs> the orchid episode, <laughs> walking in the snow. That <laughs> was uh, it to you. That was just me and Tom fucking about the first episode. That's was right. It? Aye. That's before they get the fucking big guns on, mate, you know what I mean? That's before the, the big show arrived. Oh, that's when it all went downhill. <laughs> Listeners have just dwindled since then. <laughs> Started off promisingly. Anyway, um, this, this, I think this episode's going to be nonsense just based on Dave's first five seconds of input. This is um, the second mixtape episode that we've done if um, MD has listened to all of these they'll remember that in the summer myself, Dave and Finney took a wee holiday down to Whitby and we recorded a mixtape where we put a few different bangers on, we spoke about them, we played the songs in entirety um, and that seemed to go down pretty well so we've been looking for an excuse to do something similar and the excuse is, is Gary Tom so we've got him on. We're delighted, and we're going to we're going to talk about Sorry some scrams. Of a man. <laughs> yes. Uh, first question I want to ask you, Gary: Where did you get that shacket for? What's uh, <laughs> What's the deal with that shacket? I've been with Dave since quarter to six this <laughs> evening, and all he's spoken about is this shot that I've got, which is also known as a shacket. Apparently, I have to say I never really mentioned it until you you called it a shacket, and since then I can't agree. Oh yeah, you asked what it was. <laughs> what, what, what's this you're wearing? <laughs> I had to tell him. Apparently, it's a shacket. But listen, it's comfortable. Like that, have you ever heard of a shacket in your life? What is that? It's not like a shite jacket. <laughs> <laughs> a shite. A shite. That's just. <laughs> I'm away in my bed. Shack it and a slop. <laughs> um, it's a lovely shot, let's say that. It's a nice shot. It's a bloody it. nice this thing, shot. This thing's heat up a wee bit, but maybe, maybe, it'll be maybe coming off. <laughs> oh, aye. Oh, aye. Just oh, a wee, aye. I mean, lucky it's a podcast, eh? But uh, was it, yeah, was it ASMR? Right, let's, get, let's get a bit of background on Gary. Um, so, what do you want to know? Gary, uh, talk us through some of the bands you've been in then. Oh, some absolute shiters and some very good bands. Um, some delighters. So, 
I my first first band we did a, a Perth High School Battle of the Bands. Um covered bands such as Primus, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Did you play bass in that? No. Les Claypool <laughs> shit. No, no, no. Uh, drums. So I, I I started off playing drums. Um got a drum kit for Christmas one year and um it was nothing serious, it was more of a hobby and just an excuse to kinda of get pals together in a in a practice space, Clearwater in Perth, Aye. which is brilliant studios. Um, and then again, I, I was into my music. Started off punk scene, Blink One Eight Two, the usual. Um, bought an acoustic guitar. Trip to Hong Kong, bought a, a wee shitey Yamaha. And uh, oh, I've been in Hong Kong. I just put my wee. Uh, can he whisper, Davey? Can he like just? This is people. People <laughs> might be listening to us to yeah. see you just whispering things to Gary halfway through his chat. It, it's not finding things, new things that about him. I know, but don't you? whisper. It's so creepy. Uh, it's did you go creepy. to Hong Kong? Aye. <laughs> aye. So, it, so the whole. Aye. So anyway, I was uh, in my oh, music. Did you? Aye. Let him speak. You're You've had your turn. You've had a bad start to this. We've heard enough about you. You've had a bad start. We want to hear about Gary. He's got a wee wine in his hand. He's getting a wee bit confident. A wee bit cocky. cocky. Right on you go, Gary. Um, So anyway, um, as you do when you're younger, I ended up getting a wee guitar, buying those wee books with the tabs and whatnot. And uh, (laughs) Dave's giving me the eyes. He's like, that's boring. (laughs) Um, So the the story of how I kind of got into bands in terms of performing in pubs and what the like, I actually had a, Tattoo booked in once in Perth. Turned up the morning. Oh, did we know phone you? No. Oh, it's cancelled. Right, cool. Got pissed off. There was a wee brilliant wee music shop. It's not there anymore. In Perth called Bandwagon. Went in, bought myself a wee bass. And then I was asked to join band Violent Response at the time. Good boys. Oh, aye. Mr. Potter, as you all know. Graham. The bold. How would you describe Violent Response? He's sound uh fast hardcore punk uh bit of fun um yeah it kind of it kind of grew arms and legs and whatnot you know we did we did quite well out of it in terms of playing gigs dundee perth edinburgh i, I don't know if we made it up to aberdeen but um it's not where you want to make it up to you want to make it to glasgow Really, if we never if played Glasgow if actually. If you're for Perth, you want to make it to Glasgow. Surely you don't want to make it to Aberdeen. <laughs> like the pure well, holy that, grail, right. man. Don't you fucking knock Aberdeen, mate? Right. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> Perth as a scene was, I would say, Perth and Dundee. Uh, we were quite lucky in terms of the venues that we had to play. The violent response were pretty. I remember at the time, a pretty uh, well spoken of, thought of. Probably wouldn't get gigs now for some of the. Questionable. I think he's pied it before you could have him in Glasgow. I honestly think, like, no. I, to be fair, when you the, the type of scene in terms of hardcore and punk and whatnot, I, I do think there was a an opportunity there in Glasgow to, to play gigs like that. But uh, I don't know. It, it was again. It was more of a. It was light-hearted and getting about midweek and whatnot and travelling for Perth midweek. Aye, it was quite aye. quite a slog sometimes with, with jobs and whatnot. But um, So we did that and then James at the time, who was the bassist of Allergo, he was doing well playing rugby and whatnot. So um, in Allergo, 
were one of my favourite bands is, you know, having your mates as your, your favourite bands is like, brilliant. So you go down, you know the lyrics, you're front, you go every gig, brilliant. Story on that, so Allergo played, uh, so I, I, was, I wasn't in the band at the time, but they played um, Perth High School Battle of the Bands. So we guys like, jumping up on stage so I'm talking like P2s and or not P2s that's too young um, so like second years and stuff jumping on crowd surfing so Matt's screaming and stuff wee guy goes on the stage and Matt just boots him off the stage like get off and uh, this teacher Mr Robertson I think he came he came up on the stage <laughs> and he he was like that just an absolute dester and pulled Tom's kettle lead out and now <laughs> if anyone's been witness to Tom's deaths there you don't want to be pulling his kettle lead out you don't want to be pulling his kettle lead out so <laughs> so basically gig abandoned and then it was one of those ones Graham's behind the kit going well I do it well I do it well I keep playing well I keep playing well I keep going well I keep going and then I think the teacher ended up pulling the shutters and then it's like boo but um, so it was one of those ones James moved on uh, Tom effectively asked me you know could you fill in to you know James is, can't make this gig and practice in Tom's room and if, if you know Tom like we call him Tom the talent you know such a talented guy yeah. and guitar and so much respect for, for him as a pal but in the musician level as well just like off the scale like in, in, in awe of this guy like um, so he, he kind of taught me didn't teach me bass because I was you know you kind of you, you pick it up quite easy I, yeah. I, I think sometimes like bass was almost seen as a bit of a shitey instrument really like it's not it's not quite guitar but I, I wanted to ask you that because like obviously we knew Alergo before we knew you uh-huh. um, and kind of, I guess knew you through Alergo and Alergo were like at one point like they were they were getting like <laughs> kind of coverage on like national press um, obviously like they're a, they were a hardcore band Honestly, in our circles, they were extremely like well thought of and getting definitely going somewhere. Yeah. So when you were when you replaced James as a bass, they were kind of like I wouldn't say like established, but like in scene wise, definitely they were scene wise. They were a fixture, as in they were getting gigs on regular bills with touring bands. Uh, I hit by way above. Uh, I'm just saying this in any kind of way, but above Mesa, I remember us playing. It was it was like a couple of times it been us then or there go, and rightly so because they were so good. Aye, how amazing. is that like? How is that coming into that and being like this band are already, this band are already tremendous? Did you feel any like stress or pressure going? In? It's I mean? it's funny you say that because, like, you always heard stories of like Tom going away and like at school and then coming back and then talking about like cause I, I was more in Tom's classes than I was Matt's so that's how we kind of like came came pally and whatnot I played football with Graham and, and whatnot so we all kind of knew each other in high school but I probably wasn't as close of pals but you get to that stage where it's the Neds and the Moshers and stuff like that and you kind of form your groups right. so I, I was a wee bit in between if I'm honest but um, I, I sat next to Tom and Art and we like we used to like draw, I don't know if you know, like Derek Hess and stuff like that, the, the artist. And I used to like rip Thursday album covers and it was all just complete rips. So Tom and I kind of worked in art class before and uh, that's how we kind of got pally. But it's interesting for you to say that it was, was it daunting or that? Because they're your pals, you never really... Uh. 
you, you just saw them as going down a Saturday night for a pint with your pals and then your pals were playing a gig, so to speak. Uh, but immediately but, you're like, you're but, playing the but, gig. And, uh, but from going from just buying a bass, having no experience of a bass to playing in a punk band where you're effectively playing one string to being invited down to a practice studio to play double time technical stuff and in the vein of for people who haven't listened sort of almost if you think about Dillinger or tech metal but moving I moving can, from moving moving from that to to the I don't want I don't want to say moving to scrams but there's certainly songs that you can hear on the last summer 05 yeah. um, release that were going down that route and I think we we were um, but yeah, like I, I was, I was very like go, going into like Graham was a tremendous drummer, like f- phenomenal drummer. Uh, Tom, a phenomenal guitarist. Um, I, I, I just kind of like sat back and just watched these guys, and then to- Tom was very good at kind of teaching me where to go and how he wanted it to sound and and whatnot. But um, it was a very easy transition for me to go in there, and I think we we played a gig. Um, I think it was a balcony bar in Dundee, and I can't remember who supported, but we, we, we played the gig, and after it, it was almost, it felt like a proposal. Like, that, like it was like, we've done the gig, it was like a wee kind of, Gary, we want you to join the band, and I was like, ah, pfft, oh my, like, uh, almost like you've passed the kind of... The test. Eh? The test, if you like, but uh, um, brilliant. Um, Played played tunnel and and whatnot. Um, and obviously, sadly, it came to it came to an abrupt end with uh, Graham passing. But um, yeah, so that that that's really the the, the history of kind of moving on in 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 my musical yeah. upbringing, if you like. But um, yeah, I've been primarily primarily bass. It's interesting to have like I think this is the first time that we've ever spoke to somebody who's an actual bass player. <laughs> I know. I know. Again, I wouldn't. I would call myself an actual, not a nominee. <laughs> not like just no, not like some guy who's just like oh, <laughs> fuck. It's your turn to play it, but an actual, <laughs> an actual bass player. Raised to not play the bass. Raised so, to erase the bass. Exactly. And then but, after that, you had but channels, and then channels, channels and so Aye, that's the, a good time. We should maybe listen to black channels just now, and then we can talk about it afterwards. Yep, sounds good. Song one. So, mixtape, um, mixtape number two of the Scram Jams podcast, song number one is Visit the Widows by the band Black Channels.
Um, so the, I guess the format of this is um, we've invited Gary on and we've offered... Um, so Gary's going to choose six songs for, uh, for this mixtape. Myself, Dave and Finney will choose one each. Um, so Black Channels, uh, Visit the Widows was my pick. Oh, fucking hell, Sarah. And it was my pick... Um, not only because Gaz was on, it was a good opportunity to talk to him a wee bit about it, but also just because it's a it's an absolute banger, um, and you've you've heard it now, and I hope you appreciate how much a banger it is. And I guess you don't. Bolt. I'm Actually, don't, you don't mind it. It's okay. <laughs> do you need Bolt? I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess for me, but there's a few black channel songs that I like. I really loved. Um, it was it was a really cool time, I think, when like Messer were playing, Black Channels were playing, and we were playing shows invariably together. So like Dave would be playing Aye. playing drums, then playing drums again. And like what a cool moment in time, Gary, eh? Look I looking back on it when you you, you, you these moments almost like they get too sentimental, almost pass you by, you don't realise like how how good things were back then. Exactly. Like, yeah. Playing gigs with your pals and then obviously being for Perth and Perth guys meeting the Glasgow guys and so on and so on. It, like, Aye. it was a it was a really good time to be in a band, to to go and see bands and there was that kind of togetherness to right. You play right. We'll do Glasgow. Right. We'll do Perth or Dundee. We'll go up to Aberdeen. You know. And Aye. It, it was it was a good time to be in a band. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was. I, I guess, and it was sort of a peak of like Mesa playing playing shows and putting out releases and black channels were just kind of part of that I guess we're playing, playing shows even before that we had Lergo as well it was Aye. it Aye. seems like the those three bands are yeah. linked all linked it together like, with like, gigs and stuff you were getting gigs so especially during the when it was mess and channels it was like getting gigs and one is we'd get a gig and we'd be, immediately I'd like be thinking the channels playing as well because if I'm, I'm there so we'll get, the, we'll get two of them and it would always end because you're always hoping it would be like that. And even for a while, it was like a Lergo. Or if we're playing up there, man, maybe surely a Lergo, man, surely there. And it was a wee, for that whole, I felt like and a I bond, think good vibes. Is, I think that's how we became pals. I mean, did Tom Tom recorded you, didn't, didn't he? That's uh-huh. right, yeah. Ah, Tom recorded you, and I remember him saying, Gary, you need, to, you need to come to Glasgow and see this band. And then me and him got a train, I think it was a Christmas show. I'm sure it was I'm, a day in black and white. You it play, yeah, it was a day in black and white. Asriel, who were a local Glasgow ah, band at the right, time. Yeah. I can't remember who else played, but I remember us buying like a bottle of Strongbow for the train and then doing cider spinnies in the car park. <laughs> um, and getting smoked a football in the car park. Remember that, mate? Remember don't, that? Don't remember that at all. <laughs> don't remember Funny that, that at all. Funny that. Listen, listen, these, you know, there's plenty of time for a rematch. Anyway, um, so I, I think that's how. Well, that, that, I mean, that was certainly the first time I met Mesa, and, and I think that's how it became a a thing. And then, I, I, obviously, Tom had been looking to start a new band, and you know, we'd had ideas to to move on. Tom and Matt should I say sorry? Um, I didn't know Tom Betteridge at the time, and there was like I remember there was a gig at the Barfly. No, no, no gig at the Nice and Sleazies in Glasgow. And I met Dave, 
And he's like, oh, are you there? You for Perth, are you? In, you join. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how people think you sound. <laughs> you, you want to hear about history? Or that? No, but he was like, you. Are yeah, you so you heard you. about that French? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> French come on. Well, no, no. But, but uh, no, but that, it's that's bad. Um, that topic is banned. I, I, I no, I do remember. He was like, um, so, I so yeah, yeah. The, you know, this chat kind of like joining this band and and whatnot and. I was like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, I am the pill thing, and then moved to Glasgow and whatnot, and um, I think you said a few practices at first, and then I joined you. I think erroneous rock yeah, had been man. done, and I kind of slotted in, but aye, br- brilliant time. But um, I can't even. Remember, did we, I didn't even know who we'd written that. Nah, I remember. I thought you were there the whole time. No, no, no. no? I was like a January transfer. January transfer. Late transfer. <laughs> Late transfer. Uh, so the, the, I mean, I guess visit visit the widows for me is like just a pure memory of like the whole crowd coming together and like just getting getting it. I mean, you, I think you sometimes played it first. I don't know. You always played it oh, first. We played it first once. We tried it first once in Edinburgh. And we decided never again because it went a bit too flat too after that, didn't it? Was your first gig at Balcony Bar? Aye. Yes. I remember that because we played that. Did we play that night as well? Uh-huh. Aye. So I think... That was, that was fucking... That was a really good gig, man. So there's... I mean, there's multiple bits throughout that song that I love, but um, and I mean, not just to blow smoke up your ass because you're here, Gary, but there's a um, just like about 50 seconds into the song just before it goes absolutely chaotic there's just a bit that all you can hear is the bass and it's just fuck like just a, a brilliant wee bit and it's like the for, for me it's like that like shit that's why you have like a <laughs> when you've got a dedicated bass player who's interested in playing bass who kind of holds the whole thing together and then you get this wee opportunity because i mean i guess we've got you had an outstanding Outstanding guitarist and Tom Mitchell, an outstanding guitarist and Tom Betteridge, and I mean an outstanding vocalist and Matt, and then you've used two losers, and then <laughs> you've, but I mean just you having that wee opportunity to sound good must have been a good feeling. Aye, li- listen, <laughs> fucking hell, need to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was, waiting, I was waiting for you. Uh, I was no, but listen, for, um, I laughed, but you, you twisted the knife in later, and then it just. No, like, I, I think I you too. Yeah, you see the initial stab, laugh, <laughs> and then you twist. That's that's just pain, mate. No, right? th- this was this was definitely one of my favourite songs to play, and um, I I think what you said there, and and again, not just because he's here to blow smoke up Dave's arse. I think you had an episode. Oh, you could do that if you want. I'd quite enjoy it. Well, I'm staying at yours later, so... Oh. Hey-ho. Direct. Direct. Hey, well, we've blown... Some of his arms. No. No, but um, in, in all seriousness, I think I think in your your Louise Cypher pod, Dave said he f- he'd... You can fill him in, if you like. Oh, fill him in. Fucking... What the phrase? Jesus. Yeah. That's Craig David. It's getting a bit homoerotic in here. Hey, man. <laughs> no, what what I mean is, I, I think you you said you you when I when I heard that, I think I almost felt the same that both Toms there, there was that kind of level of Aye. performance and practice that you're kind of going, yeah. shit, like, <laughs> like this is it's almost going from like the academy to the. First team. I, I felt like so. Me and you but, both felt like that at the same I, time. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if like you were aware of that at the time, but no, I, no. I knew. That I was aware that like me and you were like, well, I don't even know if I. I, I thought you were. You you based for Allergo, 
So as far as I was concerned, it was like Aye, you were like three you were gigs a, though. But so I <laughs> but you you'd a proper you you you'd played bass them so you could date. So the time I was like, oh well they they two are phenomenal. Me and Gary are maybe like looking at them going because we used to talk about that and go, Aye, how Aye. good are they two? How how honestly good are they two? But I, I, what I what I would say though that like. Um, and this was clear right away. What are the, me and Tam just shit on your shoe? I just pish, man. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking about in terms of bass, right? So I mean this, I mean this hundred percent in terms of bass. When we went into the studio a couple of times, and it was clear in the first like we batch of songs, like you, would like you wanted to play bass, you were a bass player, so you knew what to do at bass and say the bass should do this here. I'm happy to take the lead on the bass here. So you were happy writing for bass. Not just Aye. like reacting with bass. Does that, I, mean that make sense? I know that, that's that's a fair comment. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I was I was always happy to be to kind of be led at that time. So, in terms of in terms of scrams at the time, I mean, we we were always described as you know x y and z like shikari and, and whatnot and it was at that time where i kind of started doing a bit of my more research and scrams if you like like there was you wee fucking notebook out i got the notebook out and um went a wee bit online but no <laughs> aye so wait uh, what were we talking about you there aye um distracted there no, i just meant I, I, I just meant in general like you were you wrote bass this was the thing that I was, I was when we went to the So wasn't it, was, wasn't it just a guitarist playing bass and no, just playing along with the... And you would write bass, you wouldn't just write bass parts to go with the guitars. I, I recognise that you were writing bass parts that would that actually led the guitars at bits. That was what you thought was one of them. And then there was there was like loads of songs I can remember going like, Ash, this, the bass is taking over here. And I don't ever, I, I never, I never really, I well, maybe you're going to correct me, but I can't really remember nah. like bass going, because you, you all play guitar. And it was, I think it was the first time, I played a couple of things with um, uh, Fisanto and, but, uh, Youngie. Youngie, but I do remember going, he's writing bass for that, to write yeah. a song. Yeah. But I guess and it's I different, because Mesa was about, because you all like, shared almost the bass and stuff, didn't you? Right. I, I remember even, Ian McGee up at gigs once and just eyeballing his bass and he used to stare back and like, I was like, I'm watching you. Don't look at me, I'll make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, what what a, like, what a good time that was to be in a band. Did you, and did you, so, so, so this song in particular, do you like this song? Yes. Love See, it. when you look back in your in your, your Black Channel songs, where does this where does this rank in terms of the best? Because for me, like I thought, I'm putting a Black Channel song on this principally so I can talk to Gary about what it was like to be in that band um, and share the pain of having to be in a band with Dave. And... and <laughs> I thought, right, what's my favourite? And I, like a, a vessel was there for, like, that was, it was going to be a vessel. And then last minute, I thought, oh man, it has to be visit, visit the. See, the see on Dave, Wales. just because he's here again. Dave goes, I see that bit. Can you do that? But do this, but do it like. Da, la, 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 la. But, like, nah, like. Da, la, la, like, nah. You're like, I alright, Dave, I'll just transfer that to the, the guitar. I know where he's. Um, but like no listen and, and going back to your question I love this song and I think it was a perfect set ender like right. the fact that it was quite grand as, a, as an opening yeah it had the wee 
the wee breakdown bit and then it kind of had the like thrashy the thrashy end and I used to just love like throw my bass about because at that point you're effectively playing an open string and how, good, to... how good how good is Matt's vocals like I think Matt is like, so, so, so Matt is the, the vocalist for Black Channels he was also the vocalist for Alergo and um, I mean what a what a voice it's one of my favourite screamo voices Matt is a guy as a, a pal is a brilliant guy and the type of guy is I, I messaged him the other night and I said Matt doing this podcast Tam's pick and visit the widows. Um, I don't ever remember seeing the lyrics for it. He listened to the whole album. This was probably about half ten on a. I can't even remember Tuesday what it was a Wednesday night or something. Yeah. I. <laughs> he sent me lyrics that he could remember for every song. Visit the widows was, was the one that them? was like lines of question marks with occasional bits, yeah. but that's that's the type of guy. He's brilliant, like. What a front man to have in your your band. Anyone like who watched Alergo or Black yeah. Channels, he was just he was just a, a a front man that you would you would want to energy man, uh, e- energy crowd pumping, just uh, and some vocalist as well. And and aye, I have, a lot, I have a lot. Of, like in terms of Black Channel songs, I'm glad you picked this one because it's the it's the channel song that I have the most. Um, memory and like good, nothing but amazing vibes when I listen to it about playing live, and it's it was usually looking at you to go like for the changeover in the bass bit and stuff like that. So like I'm I'm glad this was the song that you picked because like if I'm thinking about playing with Black Channels live, it's this song I think about, and it's usually me and you going like, next one 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 yeah yeah that's it that's it but what a time what a time good. June. Good memes. Good memes. Let's move on. Right. Uh, Gary, do you want to introduce your first song, your first pick? Yes, I will. Um, so the lads have given me six picks for this evening. Um, and my first pick on the list is Shikari, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, for Lauren B. Anvang.
What a tune. What a tune. I had honestly never heard that song before in my whole life. I'm absolutely buzzing that you'd oh. brought this to my attention, Gary. And as I said, the, the reason that I know about Shikari was it was the Black Channel's time that folk were comparing us to <laughs> them. Um, uh, very generously. Very, very. Uh, well, I think the last episode you called us a shite Shikari. Shaitari. Shaitari, aye. Was this not on the other side of that uh, Louis Cyphers clip? Yes, Pete, it is. It was, yeah. Aye. What was it? It yep. was. This song? Yeah. What? It was. <laughs> Patch that man. Patch that, <laughs> I know. Patch oh, that side of the Louis Cypher spot. Big time. See, when I first heard this and I listened to it again recently, I was like, this is my cup of tea. This is what I would love to see live. Like, I would just, uh, it's just, it's got a wee bit of like head swinging, head bashing, uh, and then see when the wee breakdown comes with the punk drums and then the, oh. I'm pretty just, sure Tam get put off. You get put off your carry with the suck Satan's cock. Right. That was it for you, wasn't it? Probably did. <laughs> Aye. Because you have sucked Satan's cock. That was it for me as well, because it was like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> what kind of, the, the, the what kind of song says suck Satan's cock the, at the start of it? The ridiculous thing about that is you would both suck Satan's cock. Coke, 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 Coca-Cola. Suck his Coke, eh? Oh, yeah, baby, he's bedding round, eh? Hey, Kenley, Kenley. Have you had a nice bobby in that, eh? Aye, here, you, eh? Right, Gary, tell us why you like this song. Listen, listen, it was was, was a band that I'd listened to because, interestingly enough, I was already in a band that we were apparently sounding like. So I was like, I've never heard of this band before. I better better research them, like, eh, Ken? Um, and then did a, did a bit of research and th- this song stands out for me on that split just it's my as is my cup of tea see if I see if I wanted to write music or I was in a band that is the kind of music I'd want to be writing oh, yeah. so what fast, is it like, like fast and driving just, and... just I just imagine like turning up to a pub right buying a beer sitting oh who's on the night oh it's band oh, I don't know and then playing and then just being instantly yeah, like in, like Engrossed Aye. in what they're doing, and, and then the the breakdown bit with it, like the the double time, oh, phenomenal! Yeah. Just just it, it, it's my cup of tea, and the vocals are unreal, just, <laughs> just so just so good, so good. Um, online, there's a YouTube video for like I think it's it's uh, for two thousand and four. That I looked at as well, and they've got they've got a wee set on the go, uh, and it's just it's, it's somewhere in Germany, but. Phenomenal, just so, brilliant. Are Shikari a German band? No, Dutch. from Dutch. Dutch from, from Dutch. They're from Dutch. They're from Dutch. Yes. Uh, they're from uh, Groningen in the Netherlands. Um, they were like, I can like, so the, one of the first things I bought off uh, a distro, because it was like, oh, you need to buy some stuff, blah, 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 and I bought the Shikari Dead Men oh, CD, and it had that, that yeah, song, Suck yeah. Satan's Cock. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> but like I was pure like this is absolutely f- mental and at the time at the time I was kind of like I think I was easing myself into like scrams and whatever and that was maybe like 2003 2002 yeah. 2003 so it was too much it was like too much at that point for me but go, like going back and listening to Shikari uh, back catalogue man I mean this song especially has got pure it's got fucking everything that you it's, want to know about uh, exactly, hardcore exactly like, it's got that uh, hardcore beat at the start and it's got that 
mad like riff the Egyptian beast thing riff it's just mad absolutely chaos I was thinking see the vocals for Scaring it's like a fucking like a hamster and he's just got on a new wheel and he's like yeah he's like buzzing my new toy like just pure buzzing to be but interestingly see when I talk about that YouTube video that was the first song they played on it like and I can see why but I could also see it being like the last song in a set as well from just from the intro the the guitar tone I know man the guitar the guitar tone is unbelievable man it's, Aye. it's like orchid on echies or something like Aye, it's that's just, it it's just swamping fast guitars. and aggressive and everything you want to what the fuck one of the good to see in a band aye. seared absolutely seared, seared with mush and I, I, I apparently they shot it when Blackie Chan's got in the, the scene as well <laughs> they, they packed it in they, they, they packed did it in did when, you retire them uh, the two toms and Davy McLeod for the old. If you if you listen to, I'm just broke. You've broken. If you listen to like what she can, if you listen to she and then listen to channels, like such a golfing class, like such a golfing. Actually, I actually don't really see the comparison. Do you see any comparison? There was that riff. There's a song called the song. You don't need to open yourself to this. Nah, nah. No, well, listen, I, I think know. we do. There's, it's the elephant in the room. Tam's been dying. He's been dying. This is why he, put, put, he wanted to put them on. He's like, I'm going to talk so about we that. we can talk about this so I can be talking about how much uh, you're up to You'll know I never spoke, to, spoke about it at all. Oh, did you? I, is, no, no. Did you? No, I did no. It's very similar, and I think we uh, addressed it as a band at the time, but thought it's different enough to proceed listen. and get it, get it recorded, get it played in front of a, a crowd. All good. Right, okay, let's move on to the next song. <laughs> next song! <laughs> The next song, Gary, is your pick again. Um, What's your next song? My next song is by a band, Hot Cross, and it's the song Fortune Teller. Oh, shit, son! Oh, God. 
So, Hot Cross, I actually came across. Cross? What words are the cross? You are a Hot Cross. And I was cross at the time. Anyway. It was at the time where I was listening to hardcore bands, punk bands, and it was on. Do you remember LimeWire? Oh, aye. Mine LimeWire. Many vinyls. And I remember. From oh, listen, I, I still remember my mum going. Are you still My mum phoning me up from Perth going, Gary, the uh, the desktop's got a wee virus and there's some popped up here and uh, like Korean waves of. <laughs> I was like, mother, it was not I. Um, but anyway, that, that's how I came across Hot Cross. I was like, blast it on, and Fortune Teller was the first song of theirs I heard. And it was that kind of crossover of hardcore, kind of, it, it was a bit different. We better the vocals, because it's got the... Aye, aye. So, I mean, bands bands at the time were just properly part, like, seven seconds, chain of strength, that kind of idea. And then when Hot Cross come up, it was the, it was, it was the melodies and it was like three vocals as well. There was that kind of screamy shouting and a bit almost harmonising in the background and obviously the fuck not less GB fucked was fuck like a oft. I was like, ah, this is a, <laughs> this is a, this is a good band. So, so got less sad Sasha. Yeah. And I'd read, and I don't know, you'll maybe correct me. So the drummers, ex Sasha and Interpol. Aye, so the, the, is that the, right? guy, uh, the guy Greg was the, one of the founding members of. But he ran he ran Level Plane as well, so the record Level Level Plane. Ah, there you go. Uh, and the vocalist was Sasha vocalist, obviously, pure, you can't even miss it. But aye, Wild. Brilliant, brilliant song. We, we Spanish riff at the start, Finney. I know you like your Egyptian and Spanish shit. Love about that. Is I can't believe this guy was in that was in Interpol. That's that's fucking what the fuck. <laughs> so is this the first time that we've spoken about Hot Cross on this podcast? Aye, aye, aye. That's that's insane that we've got to episode seventeen and not spoken about a band that's a pure like for a lot of people that are into screamo. I think Hot Cross are one of the first. Sort of five bands you'd maybe mention. Uh, I think it's mad that we've no spoken to him. Finney's for me, nah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, he never, did it. Oh, never got any of them. He did the. He did the face. Did the hamster he did face? The, he didn't did he? the Finney face? Nah, I'm not nah. a Hot Cross fan, man. <laughs> I love. I I do love a song, though, Gary. Like and listen to it. Can see um, it being up your like up your street. And the run up to. Uh, to this week, like listening a, a, a few times, and I was like, oh my god, I remember this from like. I don't know what, 2000, 2004, 2005, listening to it. 
just like what a tune. But I, I always my, my thing with Hot Cross was that like I loved this song, and I seem to remember liking another like another few individual songs, but I failed to get into like a full album. Like I just let was, me grasp your arm and tell you about a new set of lungs, and then just say that. Do you think see this and this vibe? Billy Talent Scrams. I, I, I absolutely. Aye, I can, I can see that. See that vibe. There's definitely that kind of shouty, jumpy wee guy. I got a wee bit of small brown bike from it as well. I don't like Billy Talent either. So well, that's, that's why I don't like that's why So you, hot cross are problem. Shite, apparently, that's why you are. let's move on. That's why you're over. Um, but aye, that's that, that was. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> why I'm over here with the good cunts. <laughs> right, okay, um, let's move on to the next song, Dave. Your song. Was it my song? Next song is uh, by Wolves, and this song is called Thirteen.
tune that is David. David. Blake. First of all, I just want to apologise to all the troops up at an eight minute track, right? On podcast. I purposely right. stayed away for those. You have ripped on the it. I felt like when, when that first one with Finney put on the Dietro song, it was like about 13,000 minutes long. <laughs> I thought that was it. Well, it right, yeah, was, was nine minutes long. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but I like, I just love. So, a couple of reasons. This song is obviously an absolute, for me, a banger. It's just saturated in memories of being like, like discovering Scrams for the first time. Have we spoken about Wills before? No, maybe point? not. But they were the so possibly like, so like but like I don't think we've ever spoke about a Will song, have we? Like who, no, who, who are they? Song. Where are they? Where are they from? Do so you like know? I so wolves are uh, wolves. What's my notes, mate? What's happening? I had my notes a minute ago. Wait a minute, they're on the last page. So yes, so wolves. The song's called Thirteen. So wolves always numbered their songs in the order that they wrote them in. So like when you nice. listen to their self-titled album like yeah number two is the first track on it right uh, but the I mean I don't want to talk about number two I don't want to talk about sorry the self-titled no not the self-titled the full length art culture work because that might be a future yeah. Scrams Jams pod anyway but um, this song number song 13 is on uh, an EP called Simulation Transparency Alienation <laughs> Which is quite misleading because the on the record it's called simulation transparency, and then another word. I can't remember. What that it's is called. not simulation. No, <laughs> but it's not a simulation. But the record's called simulation transparency alienation. A four song, uh, like record, four song EP. Uh, I think it was a ten inch. Might have been wrong. I had the CD. And they were the first, they were the first, like, well, it was the first gig I went to as a Scrams, like, yeah. Scrams gig, yeah, yeah. was, Santa was the first Scrams band I saw, because they were first on the bill of Santo, uh, Transistor, Transistor, and Wolves, and I, I love Santa, I'm absolutely blown away, wow. uh, but I, I, the only band on the bill that I knew was Wolves, I'd heard this song and I'd heard a couple of songs off Art Culture Work, and they were just like ah, uh, like when you hear stuff and you go, "This is really good." I, I could I could see myself liking this or whatever, and I'm kind of into it. But see when you just saw them playing live. Aye. So how how, how old is that man. song, man? So at my first Scrams gig, they they toured, and I think it was early two thousand and three, and I think that maybe this EP came out that year. That definitely, there was a Wolves transistor transistor split. I've put a I've put a plea out on our thing because I I want the tranny. I'm still saying tranny trans. <laughs> the transistor transistor. There's going to be some night songs. for us. Songs. There's one song on that split. I keep asking if anybody knows where that is. Yeah. There's a song on that split that's the, the best transistor transistor song. Uh, but since, so if anybody's got the the tunes, going to email them. But they've they, that that was their tour split. It was out on level plane. Um, but this band had members of like. Off minor, uh, they had members of uh, Joshua Fit for Battle, Neil Perry, Orchid. The EP was recorded by Will Killingsworth aye. of Orchid fame. Some of the big um, guns. The Orchid aye. guitarist, aye. And they're just, they're, they're kind of, it's, the reason I pure love this song so much is they're kind of pure, like, they're essentially a punk band. Really? 
So that's what I think when I hear them, they're, they're so, so punk, man. Aye. So see, see when I heard that, I, I see the, the opening riff, it felt a bit deftonesy to me. Like, see, from aye. Adrenaline or something. Aye. Aye, aye. aye I kind of got that vibe for it. And then, aye. as it went in, it was almost just like, it was, it was quite punky. And then there was aye. enough to keep you interested. And then, one thing I want to put to you, though, and it's been since I've listened to it, See the wee breakdown bit? Uh-huh. When I first heard it, I thought it might have been two minutes too long. <laughs> Alright? I know. Okay. And that's that was my initial initial feel, right? I, I like I was working, right? I, I, I played it on, we, we knew that these were gonna be the tunes that we were gonna be listening to. I played it and I was like, oh, is this <laughs> <laughs> this bit, this bit's still going, but interestingly enough, so this week I've listened to it quite quite a bit. I had a train journey down to Manchester and then a drive out and about for work, and I feel it's right. So it's quite interesting that Aye. music can do that to you. Aye. So sitting behind a desk, I was kind of like, "This is a wee bit too long, this wee breakdown bit." But when I was almost gazing out a window or in like driving down a motorway or something, Aye. I felt it was. It was just enough, so it was quite interesting to see how how you felt with the like. Honestly, that that this song has always gone from being like too long, too much, no, just enough, just. But uh-huh. that, it's always like that because it's it's essentially three parts, Aye. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's an eight minute song, so like all the bits are done more than they probably should yeah. be. But I, I always the first time I heard that I was like, first of all. I fucking love the way a song comes in. It's like it's got that same vibe. You're right, Deftones, but I, the punchy guitars are like an amazing riff. And it does the pull middle bit does the suspense bit got does go on a wee bit too long. But the, the and the, the fact that there's only three, there's no lyrics in the middle bit at all. All the lyrics are in the first and the last parts. There's only three lines in the song, and two of them come in the end. There's only one line in the first bit of the song as well. It is a bit pure over the. It's a bit overly long, I, but I think that's part of the like allure of the song and the, the, the fact that it just goes on for. It, what are you doing? Are you going to just? I, I, I just felt listening to it. I just felt sorry to cut up. I just felt listening to it. It might be a bit of the song after a while. I might go and get a beer to wait to the next song. Aye, that's all I felt. But through different <laughs> journeys this week, I've kind of gone. Ah, sorry, but listen, see the ending. Is it like? A bit of tremolo and the guitars just, Aye. it just it just makes it. I, I just I just like what I just say that part of the enjoyment of the song is that the middle bit does go on too long, and I because it's a a song that I love and I have loads of fond memories of. I, I don't give a fuck if it goes on too long, but I'd imagine that loads of people hearing it for the first time might go, no, nah, I don't know, it does go on for too long. It does this bit. I don't care, man. I, I, I pure love it. I love the attitude of the song as well. This is aye, Wolves aye. are a band, and again, don't want to say too much. Wolves are a band with this pure attitude, man. They have this, they're punk as fuck. There's three lines in the song. Uh, here's a, here, like, this is a message to the cops. Here's a hint, you'll never catch us. And that is, it is plain. They yeah. do the most complicated shit they do on this song that they do in any other songs really they've got effects on their guitars for a start which never happens in any of their songs 
it is a standout. It, this, like I said, the, the best thing I could say is the song is just saturated with happy memories of Ellie Scrams seeing this band and just falling in love with Screamo. So, like, so like, I, I love that. Like, I love the, um, and I guess this is what's cool about the, the mixtape sort of episodes that we can pick individual songs. So, like, see, for picking a song that you was like when you first started getting into Screamo, and this was one of them, like, because there's a bunch of songs for me that were like, they really captured like my imagination at that point and went, oh shit, like that, that, and like, fair enough, like, might not go on to be your favourite band. And I know you've loved Wolves and you're like, you've always talked about Wolves, but there's this song, this is a message to the cops, right, straight away. Like, I was like, fuck, I remember listening to that in 2000 and. I don't know, what was this four, maybe? 2004, aye, maybe yeah, 2004, first one, the first was like, yeah, yeah, oh, this fucking yes. song, man, get in a bit of song. Get in, um, by tune, Dave, good, good But do you think, Finny, about like, that wee, wee long bit in it? Maybe post a bit? Uh, I love it, man, that fucking, the big fucking build. The drawn out kind of bit, aye. It's like a big fucking long scram silver, just fucking... Building, building, building. Sinister. Because I can, I can, I can see like having been in a band we like you loving that wee bit, just like, just almost building on it. But there, there was parts when I listened to it, I felt like it almost it wasn't building in the right way. But see, being in different journeys and it, honestly that like and that's listening to it in different like zoning out almost and hearing it, I'm like, hi, that's. Like I love it, like I love it, but like it's just listening at different times can affect you in different ways. So it was just quite interesting uh, to, to hear your your opinions on it. I love it, man, love it. It's a song I never really heard before. Um, to be honest, never really got any wolves before, but it's definitely piqued my interest. I'm going to go and listen to some. Yeah, I'm wolves. the same. I'm uh, the same. Could be a pod coming uh, in the future where a, a Dave pick is. Art culture work. Let's talk about that. Later. I'm quite interested as well. Like the song titles being named after like numbers as well. I just just it's the order they wrote the songs. Ah, and they weren't like interested that. in. They weren't interested in like pure naming songs. And if you other, other even even other releases, are kind of like they get this pure like um, communist CCP socialist vibe. Like art culture work alienation. Simulation, alienation, transparency. It's all like very orderly stuff. I, it just is exactly up. But it be it would be interesting to hear. Obviously, there's no one in this room as a vocalist to almost see. I don't mean the difficulty, but like naming a song because obviously, see if you like, we've all been in bands playing a tune, being like, "This is awesome!" Like, what is this tune going to be called? Mm. Someone calls it like. Well, the guitarist was 13, the, the guitarist like, was the vocalist, but I like that idea though. Like, I think that's and the guy who obviously wrote the lyrics. He's always when I saw him live. I should say always the ones I saw him live with Chani. They were the he was the driving force behind the band. He was the vocalist, guitarist. Obviously, as a second guitarist, I think the guy for the Orchid might have been uh, the Orchid, the old Orchid. Eh? He was the second guitarist. Who Will Killings was? Was he? No, no, no. He was. He recorded. No, he recorded the EP. But the um, off minor 
and the guys at Jake Jacob Jakubowski. Who who was the Orkin member in this band? Uh, oh, that's a good question. So I th- I thought it was the second guitarist, but actually no, that was no. the Joshua for Battle Neil Perry guitarist was the second guitarist in this band. Was the it? bass player uh, was from off minor maybe. Wait, I, I'm getting a way off man. But they were like a pure uh, conglomeration. Screamo supergroup. I think the second guitarist in Orchid might have been nah. There was there was no second guitarist in Orchid. It was just one guitarist. That's why they're so fucking amazing. Cut all this shit out then, because we were <laughs> talking absolutely. <laughs> right, that, so, that song was like. I think that's a good, that's a good uh, point to move oh. on to the next song then. Anything else to say in Wolves, Dave? No. Other than we. Maybe talk about a Dave pick in future being art culture. What the Wolves? Yeah, I I think from from anything for this week, it's a band that'll definitely do a bit more homework and dig in and listen a bit more of their stuff Aye. because I, I thought that song was Aye. it like it like played with your mind a wee bit. Like it yeah. was it was like easy it was almost metally then punky then there was it was there was enough to keep you interested. I would say man, this is a standout none of the wolves stuff sounds like this. Is this it the be- is, is this all... the best wolf song? No, it's no it's the only song that sounds like this. Right. It's not my favourite wolf song. But it is like a, a standout and the other but my favourite Will song is on Art Culture Work. But this is a this is a pure standout so I think it's a standout Scrams track. I think it's like I don't know, a big song. It's very good. By a band that I, just, I love it man. I, whatever I love it. I remember like loads of conversations with Dave and we stand at a bus stop with Dave when we went to see Will Shanzas and just like going, I hope we play thirteen, man, I hope we play thirteen. People love that tune. Only thing I would say is a band named Wolves. It's quite like, and we'll talk about another band. But I think sometimes, like a band called Wolves, like when you see when you Google Wolves, it's quite generic. Aye, well, I don't know. It's hard. It's, hard to, it's fucking. This hard is in two thousand and two. One, two thousand two. Listen, Lincoln Park were there at that time. I loved the name, man. I fucking love Wolves. Is their name? Wolves. Wolves. It was, it, it was before bands were called by like one name. It was like that. That was the time of like the and the this the that. The, the, the indie punk phase. Okay. Anyway, we're talking shit now. Right. Well, we'll move on to the next song. Gary, uh, what's your next pick? The next pick for me is Hassan Isabah, and it's the song Untitled Two.
I'm not cancer. I'm not the sun. I carry night under my arms. Was Hassan Isaba, and um, now is the time for me and Finney to front up. Um, there's been a bit of an error. We've had a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> we did I. Uh, when we were recording this the other night, we got a bit too drunk. Uh, we paused the recording and we forgot to unpause the recording, so we lost uh, most of it. Aye, so, um, so for the rest... <laughs> so basically there's no chat for the rest of the, the, the podcast other than us um, describing what songs that, that, that Gary chose to chose to put on our mixtape. Um, see, in fairness, Finny, this is episode 17, and this is the first time that that has ever happened. Aye. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing that it's not happened before. Like, I was thinking law of averages, man. Like, this should have happened well before now. I know. I will. Anyway. So, <laughs> sorry, Gary. Uh, we <laughs> fucked up your episode. Um, right, anyway, we'll, we'll go through the rest of the songs then. So the next song was my pick, and it's uh, Nova Lascara. Um, and here it is. So that was uh, Nova Lascara. Uh, that was my pick, uh, and I picked it because they're one of the the most exciting kind of current scrams bands that there are about just now. Um, I'm looking forward to see what they're bringing out next. I think they are uh, currently writing some new songs and bringing something out this year. Imagine that! Imagine writing scrams in 2021. I know. Well, there is a lot. Of Current scrams bands kicking. We need bit. to know more about them. I think that's the thing. I think we need to know more about current scrammers because we're just consistently talking about shit we that came out in two thousand four. We're fucking living in the past, aren't we? <laughs> anyway. Nova Lascara. But I, 
Uh, great band and excited to see what they do next. So what what was the what was the next song on this time? The know? next song is Gary's pick and it's Shirakuma, a band that I have never ever heard of in my whole life. Um, but give it a listen, troops.
So I that was uh, Shirakuma, a band that myself, Dave, or Finney had never heard of. Gary introduced us to them. And I have to say that the other night Gary had loads of interesting things to say about why I like this band. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> nobody's ever going to hear that again. <laughs> but he made some really good points. He did. Like, we enjoyed it at a time. We had a great night. We did have a great time and maybe too much of a good time. If anyone, if anyone's interested in why Gary likes this band, I'm sure if you like kind of messaged us, we could get that. <laughs> we could respond. But unfortunately for you, you'll never hear him. He was really articulate and like made loads of sense. Anyway, the next song I think was another one of Gary's picks. Funny. Aye. Um, the next pick is a majority of song, and it's called These Hands. And it was on the split with page 99. Here it is.
Okay, so that was the uh, majority rule. These hands, uh, absolute banger from the page ninety nine split. Um, we done a whole episode on majority rule. Um, so if you go back through um, our feed on Spotify or Apple Music, you can listen to that, and we go into quite any depth about majority rule on that one. So um, I think I think we were saying if I, if I recall for the other night, funny we were saying um, like this song is I mean it's pretty kind of hardcore and I think it kind of there was some songs for interviews with David Frost that it really resembles and maybe one one song for the other album but I an absolute banger and Gary was all over it aye great song um, so what was the what was the next song on on this so the next song was one um, Portraits of Past so a band um, that we've kind of we've not spoke about before on the pod but I mean, clearly quite an influential band um, in terms of the, the scene as a whole. So the song is um, Cypress Dust Witch 2. And here it is. Yeah. 
and that was it. Um, absolute tune. I, I guess for me another one that was um, I'd never like never heard before. Gary bringing the many um, the many new songs to the party. So that was the end of the podcast. Um, thanks to Gary for for taking the time, uh, taking the effort to come all the way out to the to to the Nold and, and record with us. I think we had a we had a great time, which is kind of proven Aye. by the fact that we only get sort of halfway through before. Aye, I think we got um, I think we got six songs done before we <laughs> turned it off. Ah <laughs> uh, oh well, sorry again, Gary, but we enjoyed the night anyway, and we'll we'll. Uh, We'll always have the memories, <laughs> even if we don't have the podcast. We don't have the pod. We've got half a podcast, but at least, at least we kind of finished it off in one way. Aye, here it is. Happy days. Um, so all that's left to say then is, if you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, follow us at Scrams Jams. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Scrams P. Facebook, it is Scrams Jams, a screamo podcast. Uh, and that's it. Well done. That just rolls off your tongue, man. I've got that shit memorised now. Nice. Right, um, that's us then. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Catch you.